When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes continue to quest inside the Wave Echo Caverns alongside their friend Ranger, where they've been sent to battle a spectator by the evil ghost Mormesk. Will our heroes triumph over this new foe? Will Butthole and Quinny finally settle their theft-based argument? And where the hell is the Black Spider? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! We're trying to negotiate with an all-powerful fucking wizard in a land full of dead people that he clearly controls through necromancy, and you decide to steal his fucking chest full of gold while he's in the goddamn room? Quiet, quiet, quiet! I have to pee. <laughs> you need silence for that? <laughs> I'm going to go into this corner. <laughs> you I'll... pee in the corner wherever you need, but we're still having this conversation. I've already done it, sorry. For the... That's very fast. And do you know what? Two dicks, though. Just cut the time right there. <laughs> yeah. I, go, I don't want to get sidetracked by my, your dick's impressiveness. Listen, you put all of our lives at risk. Me, Alan, uh, Ranger, freaking Goblin Jr., for money, and not even that much money. Only because I got caught because he was talking to you about the contents of his chest. <laughs> yes, it's almost like you've loved every other time I've negotiated and got us paid more for things. I wouldn't say loved, but yeah, it was pretty fucking sweet. Exactly. We could have got all that shit and not had half your soul ripped out. I'm okay with having my soul ripped out. That means that fucking pipe is priceless, okay? I would If you can't it. handle the responsibility of the pipe, don't ask, well, you didn't ask for it, but don't criticize me for handling a situation as it develops. I would pause it. What soul? <laughs> <laughs> the more we talk, the more I think you might be right, Ranger. But the thing I want to point out is, yet again, you are putting profit over human lives, which is stunning. Knowing how much you cared about Jacob, Alan could have died here. I could have died here. Goblin Jr. could have died here. You could poison this whole thing and be left alone in a fucking place full of zombies. And you're going to do that for about 400 gold and no conversation. That could potentially happen every single day for us. Yes. However, you're choosing it this time. Yeah. I want it to be my choice and not someone else's. But you're also deciding for all of us with no plan. Remember how he looked over at the chest? It's almost like if you'd signaled in some way, like all the other ways we've all backed each other up the whole time... We could have planned this fucking better. I'm not going to take time to hand signal, like, keep distracting him while I raid his things. Alan, you want to weigh in on this? I agree that this is a conversation that we need to have if we're going to stick together as a team. But right now, we have bigger fish to fucking fry. So can we just move on and deal with the spectator? 
And Quinny, just don't steal anything else in this cavern, please. For now. Are you going to believe him on that one? That's we're just we're just going to go on faith now. That's our what, new thing. What's, faith what's, in Quinny. What what else are we going to do? Are we going to tie him up and leave him here? Listen, I've got two sets of manacles. No, and he not, can't see in the dark. So I think there are some strong options about redistribution of wealth in this scenario. That was a rhetorical question. I can't believe you took that seriously. We're not fucking tying him up. He's coming with us. He's a key member of our team, and we're going to the spectator. Quinny, don't steal. In this cavern. I must Let's agree go. with my wizard brethren. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Lead the way. I'll follow. With a For sense now. of uh, gentle foreboding in your hearts, you move on. Alan, I'm going to give you uh, one point of inspiration for standing up for yourself and the party's beliefs. Cool. Um, I would like to make it clear she does not speak for the entire party's <laughs> beliefs. I Some of us believe up, in Moonhammer. That's, that's what you think. Her beliefs. Not thieving halflings. Well, actually, you know, if you check the ancient texts, occasionally Moonhammer is referred to as a thieving halfling. That's not true. <laughs> not I, true. I, I wrote those texts myself. <laughs> you wrote the ancient texts. I am text. also questionably literate. <laughs> you come up uh, to the doors. They're scorched and cracked. Um, you feel like you could force them uh, the same way you did the previous ones, if you feel so inclined. Should I take the first dance? Based on our success rate, I'm just going to run gently into this wall, and you try opening the door. <laughs> Here goes. <laughs> <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> the battle cry really helps. You uh, you just jump. You do one of those double jump kicks. You boot both doors open. Nice. Butthole runs into the wall next to you. <laughs> yeah, I do it gently, though, so I don't hurt myself. I'm okay. Hey, it- Quinny, how my dick taste? <laughs> this large workshop uh, was badly damaged by the ancient spell battle that laid waste to the mine. Work tables taking up two corners of the room are scorched, and the plaster has been burnt off the masonry walls. In the middle of the room, a large stone pedestal holds a small brazier in which an eerie green flame dances and crackles. The brazier and its pedestal appear to have been untouched by the forces that destroyed this area. Behind the brazier of green flame floats a spherical creature measuring roughly four feet in diameter. Four eye stalks protrude from its central oh, mass, two man. on each side. The center of its body is a large eye that stares at you. Hello, says a thick, bubbling voice inside your head. Uh-huh. Tyler knows what this is, but I say, fuck. Hello, friend. So I understand you have a problem <laughs> with somebody called a dark master. Oh, you must mean one of the ghosts of the wizards who defended the mines. Yes. So you want to help us kill him? Kill the dark master, you say? Mm. I've been tasked with a very important business, summoned for very important business, and that business is the defense of this forge. I cannot leave it to go deal with your dark master. But how else is... What better way to defend the forge than defeating one who intrudes upon... Uh, your own uh, b- b- the duties. Best, the best defense is a strong yes, offense. What brings you here, Ranger? Uh, much like we're saying to you, this scenario actually sort of adds up. It's his job to protect a temple. He's here to collect her because she's supposed to go back to the temple. But here's the deal. Horrific threat in the mine, unrelated to this scenario. He knows that if he stops that threat, ultimately the temple is more safe. Hence, he's here. So what we're proposing is sort of a, a mutually true scenario, which is if you eliminate the Dark Master, there's way less of a threat here. So you're saying he's the one who sends the zombies? Yes, that is the Dark Master. He's very zombie I hate that son of a bitch. Let's go kill him. Great. So what's the plan? Do you guys have a table or something? Uh, there are tables a few rooms over, but I'm worried the Dark Master would see I'm us. just fucking with you. I float. Oh, cool. All right. So basically, 
What do we got that'll work against the wizard? Like, let's check. Well, check in our life, equipment. it was very squishy, like all wizards. Uh, present company excluded, of course. And it like wags its tongue and laughs as if this is a joke it makes with its like pals in the other. And dimension. I'm like, <laughs> I like this guy. I, I, I like this guy. This guy's all right. He, he gets it. Um, and it's using one one of each of its eye stalks to look at each of you while it talks, which right. is very unnerving and unpleasant. In the years since the fall of the mine, it must have become a creature of great darkness. And Did you know this, uh, this wizard in his life, in his mortal time? I was summoned by a far better wizard than he. So straight up. Can you bring this bastard down? Oh, we can only try, my friends. <laughs> friends. Okay, do regular do regular weapons work on him? So basically, uh, what it starts to explain is that it doesn't actually know what the state of Mormensk is, despite their Mormonsk. relative proximity. It's been holding out basically inside the forge. It does tell you that if Mormensk has become a wraith, as uh, from the description mm-hmm. you've given it, it sounds as though he has, he will be... Uh, a, very powerful, and B, very difficult to hurt with anything that isn't a magical weapon or a silvered weapon. Would I be able to ask then that I am healed somewhat? I think we can all take a moment to rest and use some hit dice if we want, because uh, I think that might be smart. I'm topped up to 20 again. Yeah, I'm back to max. Eight. Oh, Five plus that's eight it. will take you back up to 30. The creature seriously considers all of you having, you know, seen, seen you're helping each other and that you, you seem dedicated to the same goal. And it uh, it asks you very earnestly, will you shut down the mine if we are able to destroy the Dark One? Is that what you want to do? It must remain safe and out of the hands of those who would use it for ill. I can guarantee you we will shut this this whole fucking place right down before any evil person touches Persuasion it. Persuasion check, good sir. Persuasion? I've never meant anything more in my fucking life. <laughs> 19 total. Okay, it's true. You've never meant anything more in your life. It seems to kind of nod, and you see almost a, a look of relief pass over its weird, monstrous features. It would be so good to return to my home and rest. Here, if you promise to use Lee's to end the darkness... Perhaps they can be of some assistance against the wraith. And it uh, gestures to the last two magical objects to be enchanted by uh, the Forge of Spells. So there is a mace uh, called the Lightbringer, which is a plus one. Yeah, I read about that in um, Yarnos. The book at Yarnos discussed the mace Lightbringer. So that's pretty close to a hammer. Or what's the other one? Well, uh, I would recommend that maybe you give it to the person who doesn't have a magic weapon currently who might have two swords instead. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've got the ability to cast a magic weapon, but none of my weapons are magic. Yes. Basically, you're going to be in trouble if you don't have silvered weapons, which I don't believe any of you do. None of us have silvered weapons. Quick question, my friend. Is it possible to fire up one of these forges in this room and get some heat out of it? Like, I have 411 silver pieces. If I wanted to do, like, Meltdown and create a silver coating, for example, a scimitar, a sword, a warhammer, or, like, a short sword, would that be possible in this room with your expertise? This time only. It chuckles to itself and says, I am a fool for not thinking of this earlier, but yes, and it gestures to the, uh, the green flame. And it basically tells you that this brazier of green flame has been sort of the source of magic that's suffused the surrounding caverns. Although it can no longer be permanently harnessed to enchant magic items anymore, if you bathe them in the green flame, not only can you melt stuff onto them, uh, but it, they will also gain special attributes. Nice. Is, uh, so I pick up the Lightbringer and I say, would that give this more magic or is this no, some sort of full No, it's as magic as it can be. Okay, so I put Lightbringer on my back and then I'm like, Everybody, let's take a weapon. So do we have to either choose to enchant it or silver, or we could enchant it and do silver? I would say you can do both. 
Sick. Okay, so I take out my warhammer and I'm like, let's let's tool up. This is great. I've got my dagger. Scimitar. Do you want to do scimitar and what, sword. your short sword? Quinny? Plus one short sword. So you silver your weapons. Uh, you melt down some silver. How much do you suppose we use? Probably a hundred. 100 per? 100 per weapon. I will do two light hammers and a war hammers. That'll be my standard complement. So. Ryan, Lightbringer is a plus one mace. It's made for a cleric of Lathander, the god of dawn. However, you think, uh, you know, dawn and moon tend to be uh, closely related in your experience. It glows as bright as a torch when you command it to. Um, and while glowing, it deals an extra 1d6 radiant damage to undead creatures. Would you be able to spare an elf some silver? Oh yeah, I'll, oh, I'll give I'll give the him biggest shitty <laughs> grin comes across Quinny's face. Quinn. Now, as a halfling, my people have a very sacred ceremony of passing funds from one onto another. I need you to pick me up by the waist and hold me over your head, kind right. of like Simba style, Lion King. <laughs> need you to do that for me. I want to give you all the right, money. All I just, right, here. Great. Lifting you up. Nice and high up. That's good. There That's go. good. Okay. You're only about like I take, 40 uh, pounds. I take the required amount of silver and I pull open my waistband of my pants and drop it down. So they all kind of like come out through my pant legs on your face. And I say, <laughs> how's that taste? <laughs> <laughs> and then I look over at Ranger and I say, Ranger, why don't you turn them upside down and shake and maybe we'll all get some diamonds. That sounds prime. Slide of hand check. Engage. <laughs> and and I, d- I dash over to help Ranger hold him and okay, shake him till diamonds fall out. Right, so. <laughs> Little bugger tried slipping out of my paws. Ranger, right. uh, please roll me a... Uh, How much did I get? Here you go with a dexterity. Uh, Ten. So, uh, Queenie, you managed to, uh, to slip free, um, and I assume scurry away. The spectator is just kind of gently horrified at everything that's going on and is seriously reconsidering. Oh, and I look at him and I'm like, don't worry, we do this all the time. Okay, so my light hammers are done, war hammer's done. Do I have I got silver? Yeah, yeah, I, I give you the amount he knew. How much would he need for his weapon? Another 100? And I don't need to take 100 silver or anything away from my equipment. It's just automatically. Yeah, because I gave it, gave it to you and then used it for the process. So we add yeah. plus one to our attack bonus? Uh, for now. Or, I used the oh, silvering oh, on my plus one short sword. Cool. So it's just a plus one silvered short sword? Yeah. The other uh, item that uh, is there is it's known as the Dragon Guard. It's a plus one breastplate that has a golden dragon worked into its design. It's designed for a human hero of Neverwinter named Terrigan. And it grants its wielder advantage on saving throws against the breath weapons of creatures that have the dragon type. Yeah, that'll be handy. I will submit myself to wearing this armor <laughs> for the group. I say, listen, if you guys are fine with him taking it, I already I, took Lightbringer. I can't wear it anyways. Can I appraise it for its value? Oh, you mischievous bitch. Yes, you can. <laughs> Total of five. It's shiny and is probably worth money. <laughs> A plate that covers the breast. Looks like garbage to me. So all our equipment is silvered and magicked, etc. What do you want to do? So we know the Dark Master's inside his room. Uh, he's got his chest. We got our friend, uh, the Spectator, with us. Do you have a name, Spectator? I don't want to keep calling you by your species. That seems rude. In my native tongue, it is... You may call me Carl. All right, Carl. Uh, just to be clear, I realize we didn't introduce ourselves. Quinny is uh, the little the little badass. Alan's the half-elf badass. Hello. Ranger is the ranger badass. And I'm Butthole. This is Goblin Jr., uh, the wolf. He's pretty awesome. So do we want to try to set up an ambush here? Does anybody have any ideas on this one? Alan, you want to try a one-hit KO? What? Well, look, I don't know a lot about magic, but I know how to put, like, 
two and two together. If I can get in there and get my hands on that pipe, and you can do dispel, dispel magic on it, because it seems important to him. Ooh, I can't do mis- dispel magic again today. Vial of acid on the pipe it is, I guess. <laughs> I really wanted to fucking keep that thing. Well, I don't know, because the pipe might not be what he's attached to. Like, it could just yeah. be something he really likes. That could be the source of his zombie powers or something. Okay, I'm just saying, you didn't have his hand in your chest, like, face-to-face with him. He likes that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got a strong point. All right, so why don't we... I, I could try to blind him. Do you know what? Why don't we have Alan go for the blinding? Spectator, so we got team team badass is going to be Ranger, Oi. myself, Spectator, Hello. Alan. Goblin Jr., I love you. You might want to sit this one out with the soul ripping. So I would say chill here. Quinny, why don't we have you go out and like wear your your blackest robes, be your sneakiest self. Alan's going to try to blind him. We'll start hitting him with shit. And you just try to sneak past and into that room. If I go after the blinding, that's my best window. Ooh, spectator, can you play dead? Is that okay? No one's ever taught me how to play dead. Can you You close all your eyes? Yeah, I don't want to be too specific. Can you close your eyes? Yes. Okay, great. What's going to happen is we're going to go out into the into the hallway. We'll let Quinny do the scouting simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment it's clear, we'll walk you outside and we'll just have you lay down and go totally limp. Like, you just got to relax. Ugh, I'm still confused. And then Goblin Jr. goes, snarf, snarf, falls over. And Carl's like, no. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> you. So I'm like, what we can then say is like, come on out. We got the body for you. You can have the skull now or whatever. And then when he comes out, who, who wants to give the signal? Why don't we have a uh, ranger will give the signal. What's, what's going to be the signal, Ranger? Eat me. Okay, he's going to yell that. Listen, I, we don't have a lot of time for notes. Uh, so Ranger's going to yell, eat me. At that point, you pop up. Alan's going to hit it with the blinding spell. I'll summon a spectral hammer, and I'll call summon the light of Lightbringer, which I'm sure will be distracting. Quinny, your whole job is, like, stay as far away from us as you can, sneak past and get into that room with the pipe. We'll yep. try to create a brawl out here. Worst case scenario, if it spots you and goes after you in the room, we'll just follow you in. Okay. Everybody cool with that? It's simple, but sometimes simple's good. Hey, Quinny. What's up? If things happen to go down badly, I want you to know I still hate you. I hate you, too. They lock arms and embrace. Like Predator style? Yes. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, more like Metal Gear Solid style. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can get it. I can get on board with that. I turn to Carl, and I say, listen, I told you this is just our thing, so don't worry about this. Listen, I may be a multi-eye-stalked monster from a different dimension, but I gotta tell you, I enjoy camaraderie the same as the next guy. <laughs> and oh. it tries to do the same thing to you that they're doing to each other. And I hug the shit out of Carl. Carl is the best. And Goblin Jr. jumps up and does, like, the dog equivalent around the side, and I look over to Alan, and I just hold an arm out, and I'm like... Come on, all we're not right, going to exclude you. This. And we uh, we all hug Carl. And then we're like, all Thanks, right. Thanks, good clock, clock. <gasps> you're hearing my name. Gosh, I really like Carl. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Quinny, you want to scope out the outside? Yeah, heading that way now. Here, here's the question uh, for our, our DM as much as Carl. Does he have like a leg or something that we could drag him by? I don't want to drag him by an eye stock. That seems painful. That's all you can drag him by. He's he's just a giant floating I'm like, are, orb Carl, with eye if, if you lay on the ground, can we slide you? If we push you, would that hurt you or is or that roll, okay? Can we roll? Can we roll you? <sighs> Such indignity. Uh, yeah, th- listen, it's not about that. My only fear is Dark Master can go invisible, so if he's like getting, like standing on his porch, he might see us if we have you come out and then lay down. Uh, it is a shame that we live next door to each other. Okay, fine. Okay, and so this is turning thwomp. into a grumpy old man. This is a grumpy old man. So I, what we'll do is. One of us is neat and one of us is clean. It's <laughs> a weird situation. I'm like, okay, so so go, go no, near to the door and lie down. And then I'm like, all right, guys, we all got to cheer. Like, we just killed him on three. One, two, three. Yay! Da, 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 da. 
And then I'm like, okay, so we yes. start, the, the the four of us who are on Team Badass start pushing, like rolling Carl's body out of the room. And we're like, ah, we killed it. This is awesome. And I gesture to Quinny and I'm like, go, go, go. And yep. Quinny starts sneaking over to All right, Quinny, roll me a stealth check, please. And I would say, our performance is so great, we'd probably give him advantage, right? Dark Master doesn't know he's sneaking. Nope. <laughs> okay, I tried. I guess, having, I guess shit. having a spectator on our team is enough of a Yeah, a I would bonus. say so. Uh, 14 for my stuff. 14, okay. And then, uh, basically, we, we roll roll the body over, and we wait till we see Quinny sort of get, like, to the beside the Dark Master's house, not in door side. And then we're like, Dark Master, we got this big skull for you out here. It's awesome. Isn't it, Ranger? Oh, boy, I've never seen something that looks so delicious in my entire life. Seriously, though, you didn't tell us how hard it was going to be to kill this thing. It's tough. And we're all tired, and then I realize, like, shit, none of us look injured. And I, like, reach over and rip one of his sleeves. And I point to Alan, and I'm like, be tired. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> be tired. And then I, I, Goblin Jr. beside me just starts, like, breathing really heavy. <laughs> and then I, like, subtly, like, cut my hand a little bit, just smear it on my face. I'm like, oh, man, he was so strong. And then we wait for the Dark Master to come out. Boy, he tried to get me, but then he ended up getting this one right oh, over man. here. Right in the face. <laughs> Roll it. Persuasion check. <laughs> so many checks we're going to have to do. I'll need some degree for men. <laughs> I got 19 total. Great. On my Ranger, can you please roll me a persuasion check as well? 15. 10 total. The two of you are, are doing this uh, sort of two-man vaudeville routine. And uh, as you look at each other, you realize it's actually pretty lucky that you never bothered to wash the blood of the uh, butterflies off you. Because you're still kind of soaked in your own gore as well as the, the most recent gore. So that's, that, you know, it's decently convincing. You were before too, but like you look pretty rough. Alan, you're just standing around trying to look as like, yeah, you're just trying <laughs> not to fuck it up. I, um, I, I look over at Alan and I'm like, I am so sorry. And I just sock her one right in the gut, just just oh. to like keep her looking hurt. Uh, roll, roll me a d4, please. Two. Take two points of damage. Oh, what's your strength? Damn it. My strength is uh, fourteen. Four points of damage. Alan, I just I just say I love you, but this is way better if we can get him off guard. It's okay. When we get out of this, I get a freebie. Oh yeah, deal. All right. <laughs> Acid uh, <splash>. So. Uh, <laughs> Mormons comes out. Ah, oh, indeed, you've destroyed the spectator so quickly. It seems you are much more useful than my zombie minions, and he laughs. Hey, big man. Yes, hey, that's hey, me. Do you want to come over and get the... Like, I want you to, to take tell you something, out? though. How do you take the skull out? <laughs> I, felt, I heard a funny joke, <laughs> and uh, it, it was what this creature, this buffoon with multiple eyes said. I think you'd find it really, really keen and... I haven't had a good chuckle in quite some time. Hey. Not since someone blew up my skull companion. Oh, we're sorry about that. Lean in. Here, here's the joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Eat me! <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> Total of 20. I have seven. I have three. Guess you're not going to surprise him with that blindness. <laughs> All right, uh, Quinny. We'll see. The spectator might have a way to blind him. Roll me a stealth check, please. 14 again. So you continue to sneak. You're probably like at the door now. Okay. Next up, Ranger. He's he's right there. He's leaned in. Get a load of this. Is he like, eat me? I don't get what... Oh my God. I'm doing the hunter's mark mm -hmm. with my scimitar. So that is a nine plus a six. 15. Yeah, 15. You will hit and roll with your second blade. That is 16 again. That's two hits. Nine. Nine for the first one. Four, Four for the second one. And uh, because of your hunter's mark, you get one more. And that's eight. He says, wait, a knock, knock, eat me. Wait, what? Ow, fuck, why? Ow, fuck. 
My mother was right. Never trust a man with two dicks. All swords. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's up next. Um, and he, uh, you're right there. So he just reaches out and attempts to drain your life. He will it's hit. It's shitty, dude. Trust me. So he uh, shut up, Quinny. <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. He uh, he reaches uh, reaches dude, into your job. chest, uh, and you're going to take ten points of damage. Oh. And uh, you need to throw a Constitution save. So roll your d twenty. Oh, it's that's a, a critical no. fail. That's three. It's a natural no. one. That's so a you're one. Yep. a one is always a one. Oh damn! <laughs> your maximum health is going to drop. Uh, 10 points. Oh, shit. So I'm at 20. Yeah, and the most you can be at now is 20. You feel an odd sensation between your legs. Oh, oh my God. Something oh, horrible God. twisting. <laughs> and then you feel a thump next to your foot. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy all because we use shopify shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business it'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms which means curious people are more likely to buy from you and you can sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star 
One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other Rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits, and that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you'd much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself, so carry on with your Patreon free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case, me and my regulators will see you soon. Twist Knot will never happen ever again. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I know this is critical, but was it the short one or the long one? Oh, my God! Oh! <laughs> Guys, I think it was the long one. No! <laughs> and I also yell no, and it's a slow motion. We see it, like, fall out of the pants and just bounce <laughs> on the ground, and his face is horrified, and I'm yelling, no! Like, like at the end of Platoon. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> as it slowly falls, shatters like glass. <laughs> Not so special now, are you, Ranger? Um, he wasn't using them anyway. Things look pretty grim, <laughs> but when things get grim, I start opening. Uh, so this, <laughs> Carl. So, so Carl rolls Go-clock, up. <laughs> So he um, basically opens up with two of his eyes. One of them uh, flashes out with uh, sort of a blast of light, which misses horribly. The other one sort of, uh, it's like a, a cloud of darkness kind of comes out of the eye and encircles Mormons, but it doesn't seem to be particularly effective. And uh, Carl seems quite uh, quite vexed. It seems maybe Carl doesn't fight undead things very often. Uh, Alan. All right, I'm going to do what I plan to do and... Try to cast blindness on this guy uh, who has to make a constitution saving throw. He fails. So uh, oh, as, he's blind. as Mormons <laughs> kind of like laughs, he kind of like waves away a cloud of uh, necrotic energy. And uh, he's busy uh, maniacally cackling at the ranger. And then all of a sudden his vision becomes cloudy and he seems disoriented and confused and perhaps blinded. Butthole. Awesome. So I uh, reach around in my backpack and I, I pull out Lightbringer, uh, which which bursts into like glowing brilliance. And simultaneously with the bonus action that is this spell, I summon a spectral hammer that appears right beside me. 
So I'm swinging the mace one-handed. I got the shield in the other, and I got uh, the special hammer swinging. So we're just going to take our shots at this guy right now. 19 for the Lightbringer hit, and it's uh, 17. Both of those will hit. Great. So damage from the Warhammer, 11 damage. And then Lightbringer, 4 bludgeoning damage with a silvered weapon, and 1 radiant damage. Looks like the, I feel the, cool. radiant, uh, the radiant damage really... Uh... Really causes him some trouble. Top of the round, Quinny, roll your stealth check with advantage because he's blinded. Total 18. You are at the chest. All right. Can I use my cunning action? I've got uh, fast hands, which allows me to use cunning action to give me a sleight of hand check. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and grab that thing right now. 14. 14. All right. Yep. You can you can grab it. I look over at the fight and I wanna, I'm want to. i kind of trying to decide, like, do they have this? Do I have to destroy this pipe right now? My dick. Oh, yeah. All right, My fine. My dick. I place... <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I want to place the pipe on the ground. I want to unstop one of my bottles of acid and pour it on. I don't know how many actions that's kind of taken I'll up. let you do it as a, like, I think opening the chest doesn't really count as okay. much. And you've got sleight of hand. So I imagine this is kind of, you flick it open inside the chest. It's just a bunch of copper in the pipe. You just want to dump the acid flask in the Yeah, in the chest. yeah, that'll do. Yeah, right. I'll, dump, I'll dump acid over, over the pipe. Fuck, I wanted that pipe. As the acid hits the pipe, you see uh, Mormons kind of like straighten and twitch and uh, in a very kind of uh, Indiana Jones way. Uh, as the pipe melts, so too does the spectral form before you, screaming and writhing. Its its final dying gasp is to t- try and swipe the ranger, but it can't see, so it sort of swipes at nothing and uh, disappears into nothing with a horrible lingering shriek. So I turn to well our friend Ranger, and I go, everyone... By the power of Moonhammer, I must right a wrong that occurred this day. And I kneel before our, our friend, and I, I reach out, and I start farting, and just farting. And they're swirling up around both sides of, of, both sides of my arms. And, and they, they swirl towards his crotch, and they're, they're just pulsing with, like, radiant, glowing power oh. as I fart, and I fart, and I fart. Oh. And God. I cast Lesser Restoration on his two dicks, <laughs> oh. which cures one physical illness. I don't like blindness or whatever, but I'm like, I wanted to put his dick back. The shards of his dick <laughs> start fusing back together like backward stop motion animation. <laughs> uh, you restored my wang. <laughs> How can I ever repay you? Listen. Blessings come in strange ways and in strange times, and sometimes they demand strange things of the oaths that we've given. We know by slaying this demon and saving your life and saving Alan two dicks that sacrifices must be made for the greater good. And that is why Alan must never return to your temple. Alan deserves her freedom. She's kept you safe. She's kept the world safe. She will keep the temple safe along her journeys with the brave acts she pursues. And listen now, and you can hear the call of my God agreeing with me. And subtly, in a way he can't see, I cast Thaumaturgy, and just gentle farts start coming from around the cave, just randomly around the room. And they sneak forwards until I point at his crotch, and when he looks down, a fart comes at the end of both of his dicks. (laughs) Oh, God! Moonhammer is spoken, for Alan is one of her children. You're asking a tough thing. But you know what? Sometimes life is like a dick. It's tough. And it's long. And sometimes you got to pull hard on it and make demands. But in the end, you have two dicks and you have two lives. So why not give Alan back her life as one of those lives? Celebrate your dicks and celebrate her freedom in the name of Moonhammer. Alan, 
Yeah. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You mean to me as much as my dicks mean to me. You are my soul dick. <laughs> You're and now, welcome. Now, 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 I, now I'm quietly nodding at Alan, like, just agree. I got the speech out. <laughs> thanks. That You're very welcome. means a lot. Okay, friends. Fuck. Onward! Okay, rather than just racing off, uh, <laughs> Carl, obviously, we got some time for you to go back to your, your dimension. I might, I might like to suggest, I think we've used a lot of spells today. I'm pretty magically exhausted. We've all been injured a lot. Could we just hang out in your forge overnight? Like, maybe take a rest. Maybe you could just help us with some security. And then when we wake up fully rested, go ahead, we'll watch the forge. Given that my spells were completely useless in that combat, I feel like I kind of owe you guys one. I will stand watch while you rest. Perfect. So we'll go into the forge and take a nap. Yay! <laughs> we just get into a big old dog pile cuddle puddle and just snapped on each other? Yep, we all sleep on each other right by that green fire, so it's Great. like warm. Mm. Goblin Jr.'s on top. Does that constitute a long rest? Yes, I'm going to uh, allow you a long rest. Oh, I'm back up to 27 max HP, baby. Yep. So we're all back up to full health, and we all get our spell slots back. Yeah, and your uh, your brief soul, soul suck goes away, so you're now back up to your full 30. Oh, nice! Yes! Turns out good night's sleep in the Forge of Spells was all you needed to be back in the game. Good nights No one good fall, because I didn't prepare Feather Fall last night. I'm trying out some new shit, so no one fall this time. <laughs> oh, you're going to hate fighting the black spider in the pit of an ending falling. <laughs> hey, Quinn. Yeah. You were snoring. Uh, no, actually, I was wide awake, and I just made those sounds intentionally to fuck you up. <laughs> I respect your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is Carl still here when we wake up, or is he gone? Uh, so um, you awake to find that the door to the forge that uh, Carl's got on outside uh, has been sealed shut yet again. So we are Is Carl in- with us? Uh, Carl was outside guarding the... Oh, so he stayed outside and we're inside. So yep. he he locked the door shut. Is the green fire still going? Green fire still going. All right, guys. We're going to go kick this black spider's ass. I remember putting the weapons in here, made him good for a bit. Then we slept. Should we just uh, dip him back in the good pool just to leave with some nice little magical weapons on the way out? Sure. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'll my, take my... a magical dagger. Right, we're, we'll all dip our, our weapons yep. back in the pool. I'm going to do Lightbringer and uh, the Warhammer just in case because sure. I don't know exactly where we're headed. Uh, Goblin Jr., I'm just going to take his helmet and dip it in to be cool uh, and then put it back on him so he, he looks great. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I'm gonna just so he looks great? Yeah. You know what? He looks he looks a little bit better armored. Nice. How long would it take me to put my whole armor through the fire? Uh, probably an hour and a bit. Does anybody else want to just take a nap for a minute? <laughs> we just woke up. All right, fine. Okay, we'll just go. So we go back to the door. It appears to have been sealed from the outside. All right, I do like the... The shave and a haircut, like knock, 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 knock. Uh, you hear scraping. Well, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> guys, I don't think Carl's out there. Is there any way for me to examine this door? Or is it like sealed in terms of like I can't really peek uh, It through? looks like it was sort of hastily jammed shut oh. from the outside. Hastily jammed oh, shut. interesting. Did Carl lock us in? Well, okay. we got to get right. out of here. And so why doesn't everybody else take positions behind stuff in here and get ready to kick some ass and Ranger and I'll boot open the door? Yeah, can I take some cover? Yes, you can. Yeah, Great, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. so take some cover. Alan, you want to get to the back of the room? You got all the range stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Great. I'm going to blast this door open. All right, I'm going to stand beside him and pretend to run into the wall because that's my good luck charm. Here goes. Three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> no. Critical fail. So uh, you rush the door with uh, all of your might, and you are uh, shocked to find that it does, in fact, yield. Uh, unfortunately, you go flying through the door into the grasping arms of a zombie. Help! Help! 
The zombie sinks its teeth into your neck. Not again! Oh, <laughs> no. Tasty, tasty neck spot. Uh, and it will deal you five points of damage. You can't have much neck left after that. Well, it doesn't, like, tear a chunk out. It just, like, bites in. Well, sure, like, but he's Ow. been bitten by a ghoul in the neck, too. <laughs> the same. He just g- opened up the older wound. Oh, okay. It's going to have a cool scar. Yeah, I guess so. What do we see, Tom? So uh, what you see is basically, uh, you know, in uh, pretty much any zombie film, when someone, like, breaks a window or there's oh, a person who panics no. and is like, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, it's that there's a swarm of creatures kind of like attacking the door. So immediately what you can see out of the door is Ranger getting pulled into a mob, uh, of zombies. Just beyond it, you seem to see something, uh, green on a spike. Quinny yells, uh, butthole, you got to turn these motherfuckers. So I'm going to step out into the doorway and I'm going to brandish my, uh, my war hammer and I'm going to turn the symbol of moon hammer out and I'm going to like. With my other my other hand, I'm going to reach down and take Goblin Jr. and turn his head down so the symbol of Moonhammer on the top of his helmet's aiming forwards. And then I'm going to yell, by the power of Moonhammer, let go of the two-dicked man. Uh, and then I, I start farting triumphantly. And it's like trumpetish. So it's like the higher-pitched farts. And it sounds like it's coming from the heavens. Or it's like, burr, burr, burr. You know, one of those, uh, if you've seen the end of First Night starring Sean Connery, like when he God. turns the people to battle the evil man. That's the music that's coming out, uh, and I channel divinity to turn undead. So I need to pass wisdom checks. Is uh, it is a will save of four, will uh, DC fourteen. DC fourteen will save. All right. So one of the zombies is—you uh, can see its head pulse a little bit, uh, and then it explodes because it rolled so badly on Good its start. On its Wait, is this the one that's holding me? Sadly, no. (laughs) (laughs) There are too many zombies biting at you for you to know which one specifically is holding you. Uh, So (laughs) one of the zombies explodes beyond the zombie. So you can see there are uh, four zombies, one of which uh, just exploded, kind of scrabbling over their shoulders. Uh, You see three ghouls, and behind them there seem to be about five skeletons brandishing weapons. Man, I thought when we killed or unmade this wizard ghost, these guys would have kind of just stayed dead. Do you know what, though? We fought some beforehand. They might have just, like, it might be a light switch scenario. <laughs> not that that exists. Uh, it might be, this might be like lighting a torch where it's either lit or not lit. Like, there's no spectrum. You got a right. dead guy or you like got a... When yeah. the guy who lights the torch dies, doesn't do anything to the torch. Yeah, no, a torch still lit. Yeah. Uh, and these torches are wandering around and eating Ranger's neck. It's great that you're all pontificating, but could somebody do something? Look at my glowing weapons. That guy just exploded. Be impressed. Are we rolling for initiative? Um, yeah, just give me a second. I'm just rolling for all the turn on deads here. Oh, okay. Ranger, you're happy to find that the zombie that was biting you releases you and begins to move away from the hammer. Uh, so you see all, the, all three remaining zombies move away from the hammer. One of the ghouls turns and flees. However, two of them are still coming at you, hungrier than ever. One of the skeletons is also still moving towards you. The rest are moving back against the wall. As they start to clear, you can see um, an eye stalk impaled on a stick uh, with what seems to be a note attached to it. Well, do we have time for reading? <laughs> I, think, I think we might have other focuses. Uh, so so yes. I yell to the rest of the group just to explain. Basically, we got 60 seconds before the rest of the undead turn around. So don't hurt anybody walking away from us or they'll turn back. Just hurt the ones who are still coming at us. But I so want to. (laughs) Very well. I'm going to use my hunter's mark on the bastard coming towards me. Great. Um, Let's roll initiative and then uh, (laughs) let that go through. Oh, no. I thought with my uh, lucky ability, I could re-roll a natural one for uh, initiative, but I can't. So adding my initiative bonus, that's a total of five. And I have 12. Ranger, what do you got? Five. Five, oh, Alan? Four. 
Oh no! Oh yeah. All right. So Ranger, I'm gonna let you Hunter's Mark that uh, that ghoul that's rushing towards you, uh, but it gets to act first. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you're like you, you like and it's like me. Great. You say Hunter's Mark, and the ghoul's like, I don't think so, Tim. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you have Al Borland, <laughs> the wizard beside you. <laughs> Your last name's Borland now, Alan. I apologize. Right. Uh, so the... Uh, <laughs> it's a composite of both Tim Allen and Al Borland. <laughs> the ghoul's going to leap at you and attempt to claw you. It critically claws you. What? Uh, so uh, you're going to take 10 points of slashing damage. Shit. Uh, however, um, since you're an elf, you feel as though the powers of a ghoul to paralyze people with their claws do not affect you. It's part of your elven constitution. Nice. Long right. I spinach. And the bodies of your enemies. Your prey. Fallen yeah. enemies. But butterflies. Nature's spinach. Orcs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nature's spinach. <laughs> I could have sworn spinach was nature's spinach, but. You don't know shit. <laughs> a second ghoul um, sees Butthole holding up a hammer and screaming, doesn't like that one little bit. Leaps at you, attempts to claw you. It will fail. His claws rake across your mighty armor, but Moonhammer cares not for claws. Yeah, and I, like, thrust my hips forward, like, sh- showing him my dick cockily. <laughs> it's like, take that. <laughs> You're dick- scared by this one. Check out Ranger. <laughs> dick cockily sounds like a terrible porn star. Yeah. yeah. I'm dick cockily. And now we definitely know the name Butthole will be using if he has to go undercover anywhere. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Butthole, you're up. All right, so I got this ghoul taking a shot at me like a punk. So I'm going to, I got my shield out. I'm going to do like one of those sick moves where I make it like I'm swinging my warhammer behind my back really hard to hit him. And then when no one can see on camera, I'm going to like shift my hand over. So I pull out Lightbringer, the glowing mace. The John McClane special. Yeah, and I bring it down. I'm just going to fucking bonk him right on the top of his head. Like I want to squish him into the floor. Roll him bones. Goblin Jr. bites him right on the crotch. So we're balancing it out. Snarf. Yeah, I got got advantage now. 18 to hit. That'll hit. All right, so we have a grand total of eight regular damage and five radiant damage. You bonk it right on its head. Its eyes kind of light up, and uh, you can see it's like some of its teeth get blasted out, and it's still coming at you, but it looks pretty ragged. And I I yell right into its face, why couldn't we just be friends? This is for Carl, you motherfucker. Um, All right, Quinny, at your lower vantage point, uh, you can see that at the foot of the door... There appears to be a dead, much-chewed-upon bugbear. Okay. I'm not really a guy who takes out groups of people. I should go for the strongest enemy. So what, skeleton or ghoul? I'll go for the the ghoul that's uh, currently engaged on, um, God, ranger. There we go. I know, I know his job. name's hard to remember yeah, I know. based on his class. Better recognize. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a running start, and I'm going to yell out, A dog's purpose! And hopefully... <laughs> Butthole gets it. Yep. So as, as as he's running towards me, I wait till I hear steps right behind me, and then I raise my shield over my head, so I'm still safe. But I duck down on one knee, so Quinny's yeah. got like a, a footstool to jump I, I, off. I of. jump right on top of that shield and uh, and sail over the crowd. Great to to get to our buddy Ranger, and that'll be a plus one silvered short sword. Seventeen to hit. That'll hit. Yep. Okay. Six. Six points of damage. You stab that stab that ghoul right in the chest, bringing us to skeleton. So the skeleton kind of sees uh, that Ranger and Quinny are nearby. It's going to go after Quinny, the leaping one. Mm-hmm. So it's going to swing a sword at you. Uh, it'll hit. Yep. You're going to take uh, five points of damage. Okay. I still got this uh, ghoul in my sights from Hunter's Mark, correct? You sure do. Okay. Oh, and I yelled at everyone around me, remember your weapons are plus one because we put them in the magic fountain. <laughs> 
Uh, Ranger, you're up. Oi. So I bring... <laughs> I lick this, the rounded blade of the scimitar, indulge my own blood of the tongue, oh and I bring God, the other sword tongue, up. Jesus. I make basically... I make basically... I make basically the old Soviet <laughs> uh, yep. sickle uh, flag. <laughs> and then I say, Oi! Ready to die, fucko! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! So there's one. You got the other, though. Two weapons. Nine... With the scimitar. And then, ooh, my short sword has this taste. 24. Great. So um, you use your uh, recently bloodied scimitar to distract the ghoul and then stab it with your uh, short sword. (laughs) So one hits. Here goes. Nine. And uh, did you add the additional one for being plus one? Because it'll give you plus one to hit and plus one to damage. That's right. Ten. Sweet. (laughs) How's it taste? (laughs) Uh, If the ghoul could speak, it would probably say, not great. Um, (laughs) It's uh, it's looking it's looking pretty rough. Uh, I like that he's laughing at his imagined reactions of the goal. Yeah. Um, cool, uh, Quinny, you already went. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Quinny's yep. not back in it yet. Yep. No, sorry. I mean, I'd both. love to take another turn. I must have a turn soon, even you though do. I rolled rolled horribly. Well, you know what? You happen to have one. Oh, right now. Yay! All right. So who's left? You remind me. Um, We've got. So a, there's a bunch of ones that are that are sort of falling back and, yeah. and possibly uh, fading away. We've got um, one skeleton still advancing. We've got one skeleton that's taking swings at Quinny. We've got a ghoul that's fighting Ranger and a ghoul that's fighting Butthole. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna fire my magic missile. I'm gonna do three missiles. So one at each of them. So for skeleton, two. <laughs> ghoul fighting Butthole is one. <laughs> or oh, sorry, two. And ghoul fighting uh, Ranger is also two. I rolled right. real shitty there. <laughs> I mean, they were already pretty fucked up. Now they look really, really, really <laughs> fucked up. The skeleton looks pretty clean, though, because uh, this is the first point of damage it's taken. It clacks its teeth at you unsettlingly. The top of the round, Ranger trying to eat ghoul. How does it taste? Well, it wants to taste flesh, not sword, so it's going to attempt to bite you out of spite. It's a spite bite. Uh, it will hit, and it will deal you nine points of damage. Oh no, guys, I'm not doing too well. Om nom nom nom. It kind of hisses something that uh, you think might mean, this tastes better. Bringing us to uh, the second ghoul fighting butthole. Uh, it's pretty fucked up, but uh, ghouls know not how to run. They only know how to bite. So it's going to drop to its knees and attempt to take a bite out of Goblin Jr. <laughs> it fails. Oh, excellent. The yeah, armor of Goblin Jr. is too enchanted. <laughs> His head's still glowing. That's good. Uh, good Moonhammer does not will it. Uh, butthole, ghoul just tried to eat your dog. Yeah, fuck that guy. So he's <laughs> bending over to try to beat the, the eat the dog. So I'm going to do like a, I've still got my shield in one hand, but I'm going to take my mace in the other and I'm going to do like a, a golf swing right into his side. I want to cave in like his whole torso. Jesus. So I yell like, four is how many ribs won't be broken. <laughs> uh, and then I, I take my shot. So nice. so uh, no longer with advantage, uh, but go ahead. Nope. That oh, is a natural 20. It. You... <laughs> You succeed in shattering his ribs, but also exploding him, uh, and he bursts into a puff of holy light uh, and ash, which drifts gently over uh, over Ranger and the other ghoul. And uh, I reach down with my hand with the mace in it, and I just pat Goblin Jr. gently on the head, and I go, good dog. <laughs> Great. Sit, Ubu, sit. Bring us to Skeleton. Um, the Skeleton is, uh, having just seen this unholy paladin of uh, horror blow up a... Uh, Thing is going to leap at you with its sword. It will fail to hit. Glances off your shield. Uh, Quinny, I'm going to let you do an attack of opportunity since the skeleton was engaged with you and has leapt past you, so okay. go ahead and roll. 18. 18. That'll hit. That is 7. 
You managed to like uh, you know carve off a shoulder blade as it goes by. <laughs> uh, great. Um, that brings us to Ranger. I'm uh, not gonna lie. I'm pretty hurt. So oh shit. <laughs> I'm oh, okay. With all my might, I slash the hell out of this goddamn ghoulie. Right. Oh. God. <laughs> the first one will miss. That's Roll your other blade. Better? Worse? Mm, that's a 12. Does, it, does a 12 does hit? 12 hit? It does. 12 hit. Barely. And that's a 5. You swing your uh, blade. Six. And, six. You oh, get the plus one on that. Your vision's slightly blurring from all the, the blood loss. You, uh, you swing your two blades. Uh, your first one doesn't quite have the, the right amount of strength. This ghoul knocks it aside. And with the last ounce of strength you have, you just... Bring your sword out of its throat, stab it through the eye, and it drops to the ground dead. Yes! You swing your sword around your head as you do it, and it sprays everyone with uh, ghoul blood. Sorry, sorry, Quinny, uh, not sorry. <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, the Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.